0: It's a beautiful day. We're going to learn the fifth Aliyah and some of the sixth Aliyah of the Parsha of Kisavo. The fifth Aliyah begins where, as we mentioned about yesterday, the Jewish people have come to the mountains of Har Grizim and Har Evel, two mountaintops, Mount Grizim and Mount Evel. This is immediately, they didn't actually come. Moshe is telling them what's going to happen when they cross the Jordan River. Immediately on the day they cross the Jordan River, they're going to take these 12 stones. They're going to go set up a big monument in the valley, in between these two mountains. They're going to make a mezbeach, an altar over there to offer peace offerings and uh, all the offerings, burnt offerings. And then over there, the, right in the very middle between the two mountains, it would be the Oro, the Ark. And in the circle surrounding the Ark would be the Kohanim, the priests. And then in a larger circle surrounding the Kohanim in all, all, all uh, directions would be the Levites. And then you would have on top of the mountain of Grisim would be the following tribes. Shimon, Levi. Now Levi was actually it was on the bottom of the mountain, right in the middle. So Levi, it says Levi here means the tribe of Levi, those that were not the actual priests at the ages of 30 to 50 that served in the temple. So those priests that were too young or too old to serve, where did they stand? They stood up on the mountain as well. Only the actual officiating priests and Levites that stood on the bottom. So again, on Mount Grisim, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Yosef. Yosef means both the tribe of Menashe and the tribe of Ephraim. And Binyamin. That's what the Torah says. Now, on the second mountain, which is the mountain of Mount Aval, on that one, which has got the curse, they all got both. But the one that the Kohenim were facing, they said the curses, was the tribe of Ruven, Gad, Asher, Zulon, Don, and Naphtali. So why did six end up on this, six and six obviously make sense, half and half, right? But why, which six were on which mountaintop? So I was looking, I didn't see any good, I didn't see any good, like, remember the whole thing about the stronger, the weaker ones regarding the, uh, the, the brothers that Yosef brought to Pharaoh. So I have one explanation, which is good enough, you know, I'm curious to know more, but I'm saying at least I have one explanation to share with you, which is that the, the, the six that are standing on Hargizim are the sons of Leah and Rachel the sons of the wives of Yaakov. So, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Yosef, Eminyamin, Yamin, those are the four of the sons of Leah, and two of the sons of uh, Rachel, of the main wives. But the oldest son of Leah, the oldest of the twelve tribes, Ruvain, and the youngest son of Leah, which is Naphtali, they are the bookends of the other four tribes, which are the sons of Billah and Zilpah. So if you look at the other mount, it says Ruvain, the oldest of Leah's sons, and it says God and Asher, are the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, sorry, Zul and Abdan, which are sons of Bilhah, and Naphtali, which is the youngest son of Leah. So you have the bookends there to, to combine them. Okay. So, they would turn the Kohanim and the Levites who are surrounding the Ark in the middle. They are going to read now 11 curses. 11 curses that were given to all the Jewish people. The Torah only lists the curses. However, the Gemara tells us that each curse was prefaced by a blessing. So, whatever the Torah says, the Torah says, curse is a man that's going to worship uh, idols in secret. So, the Torah, the Talmud says, at first they said, they faced to the mountain of Grizim. All the priests and all the Levites, they turned facing the mountain of Grizim. And there they said, Baruch Haish, blessed is the man that will not make any molten images and not have any abominations in secret. And all of the tribes would answer, all 12 tribes would answer, unnamed. Then they would turn around facing towards Mount to the other six tribes, and they would say, Abru Ha'ish, cursed is the man who will make a molten image, an abomination of Hashem, and set it up in secret. And again, all of the nation, all 12 tribes would respond, unnamed. Got it? 11 times, both the blessing, and 11 times the curse. So, now, why eleven curses? Why not twelve? Twelve tribes, right? One tribe tribe did not get a curse. That's correct. Which tribe did not get a curse? Tribe of Shimon. Of the twelve tribes, there's eleven curses, representing the eleven tribes, with the exclusion of the tribe of Shimon, that does not get cursed. Why not? Because you didn't get a blessing. Very good. You did your homework. When Moshe blesses the Jewish people before he dies, he does not bless the tribe of Shimon. Never since he's not going to give Shimon a blessing before he dies. Therefore, didn't want to give him a curse now either, which is fair. fair. I mean, why didn't get a blessing? But he didn't get didn't get cursed. So therefore, he uh, he's not mentioned. So we'll go through the eleven curses, which each one again is prefaced by a blessing. I'll briefly just explain its connection to that tribe. Okay. So the first, first blessing was, blessed is the man that does not worship an idol in secret. And they said, and everyone answered, Amin. And they said, curse the man that does worship excuse me, an idol in secret. Everyone answered, amen. That represents the tribe of Dan. Because already in the future, Dan will have a big public idol. Excuse me, that they will be in competition with the Temple in Jerusalem. The main idols of the Kingdom of the North would be in the tribe of Dan. Yeah. Second one, blessed is the man who does not curse his father and his mother, and everyone would answer, Amen. Then they would turn to Mount Abel, and the priests and the Levites would say, Aro ha'ish curses a man that curses his father and his mother, and everyone would answer, Amen. This is a reference to the tribe of Asher, who would have a very wealthy territory. It says in the verse that when a person becomes rich and successful, he rebels against his parents. So that's the tribe of Asher. The third blessing was, blessed is a man who does not uh, move, Back the Saga's gul does not move the the boundary, the landmark of his neighbor's territory. Everyone answered Amen, and they turned towards Mount Abel. They said, Curse the man who moves the landmark of his neighbor, and everyone answered Amen, a reference to the tribe of Yisachar, who lived on the border towns who could move the borders. Number four, blessed is the man who does not uh, cause a blind person to stumble. Meaning, what does it mean to make a blind person stumble to give him bad advice? Cursed is a man that doesn't make a blind person stumble, a reference to the tribe of Minyamin, who, uh, who uh, misled the Jewish people, the whole story with the Pelegesh, or the concubine, etc. Next is, blessed is a man who does not pervert the justice of an of a orphan, of a widow, and of a convert. And when that's an amen, cursed is a man who does pervert the justice of an orphan, a widow, and a convert. And when that's an amen, a reference to the tribe of Yehuda, who were the judges and the scholars. Blessed is a man who does not lie with the wife of his father, because he has revealed his father's cloak. We talked about this already earlier. Blessed, cursed is a man who does reveal his father's, uh, who does lie with his father's wife. A reference to Reuven who moved his father's bed. Blessed is a man who does not lie with an animal, does not have animal intercourse with an animal. And when it's amen, cursed is a man who does lie with an animal. A reference to the tribe of a god who had an abundance of cattle They're on the east side of the Jordan River. Blessed is a man who does not lie with his sister, not his half-sister from his mother or his father, everyone says, Amen. Cursed is a man who does lie with his sister, a reference to the tribe of Naphtali, who was, Naphtali is Naftali very close and bound up to their family. A cursed, blessed is a man who does not lie with his daughter-in-law, everyone says, Amen. Cursed is a man who does lie with his daughter-in-law, a reference to Yosef, who was being tested by Potiphar's wife, who had become his mother-in-law. He married Dinah, daughter of Potiphar. Blessed is a man who does not. Um, who curses in a house, my place over here, who does not hit his fellow in secret. Everyone answered, "Amen." Curse who does hit his friend in secret. Everyone answered, "Amen." A reference to the tribe of Levi that destroyed the city of Shechem and finally, the last one. Blessed is man who does not take. Uh, bribery, and, then, and they turned to the other mountain and said, Curse is a man who does take bribery, and everyone said, "Unmain," um and that was referring to the tribe of Zvulan, who were the merchants, they were the rich, the, they were the ones that gave money to the tribe of Misacher, that uh, they, they had money, they were doing cash business to not give bribes. What bribe was that? Zvulang. Zvulang. they were the, the merchants, they had the ships. the ships. And then there was one last, one last uh, blessing and curse, but this is not one of the eleven. According to what Rashi explains, this was a general one for the entire Jewish people that encompassed within it all of the entire 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. Blessed is the man who, who keeps all the words of this Torah to do all of them. And everyone answered, Amen. And then cursed is the man that does not keep all the words of this Torah. Amen. Okay, And then chapter 28 begins the Teichichah. So Moshe says to the Jewish people, I'm going to give an introduction today, we'll do the, ble- the blessings of the curses today, and tomorrow we'll do the all 98 curses. I don't know if we'll do all 98 in one day, we have Friday too, so we have time. But it's a lot of curses. So, let me give an introduction. We have twice in the Torah, we have the curses that Moshe gives the Jewish people if they will sin and rebel against Hashem. Correct? We have them in the book of Ayikra, in Parashah Spichol Kaysai, and we have them over here in... This parasha. What's the difference in there and here? This is 98 versus 46. Very good. One difference is this is exactly double the amount of curse. That's correct. So it's a lot longer than that parasha. That's right. Correct. 46 versus 98. Um, number two difference is? Moses. It came from Moses. This, time. this comes from Moses. And the last one came directly from the mouth of God. Very good. Which is therefore... Okay. Very good. Very good. The last one was Moshe was repeating the word of Hashem. Here he's kind of repeat reminding them of what the curse Hashem had given them. And therefore he's much more elaborate. He also singles out the Jewish people here in the single. In the singular. Meaning there in the Techecha, in the book of Ayikra, it's in the plural. You will be talking to the nation in general. Here Moshe is speaking to the single individual person. Which means that when the Jewish people enter the land of Israel, the entire community becomes responsible for the sins and the behavior of every individual within the community. And therefore the teichacha over here, is written in the singular, because every single Jew is being warned that if you will sin, you will suffer these punishments and the entire community, is, is, is all responsible for that. Also happens to be, if you look carefully at the description of the curses, in the book of Ayikra, the main theme of the curses is this, the first destruction of the first temple. Time of exile, the first temple. And over here, is much more about the destruction of the second temple, the exile of the Jewish people into the exile of the, the Roman Empire and the Roman exile which is still today, we're still living many, many references to the Holocaust and you'll see, you go through the curses, you see many references to what happened to the Jewish people after the destruction of the second temple we went into permanent exile, not just we went to Babylonia as a nation, but we were dispersed and scattered and became so helpless and dependent on the nations and the fear that we would have from the nations where we lived persecutions we suffered, and the Inquisition, and the Holocaust, etc. That's all much more in the second Teichachal that we're going to read in this week's parsha. Okay? But of course, we don't start with curse, we start with blessings. One of the rules in psychology today was you want to re- rebuke somebody. want to tell somebody off for what they did. One of the most important rules of healthy uh, reprimand is always first start with a compliment. And not just the general compliment, yeah, you're an amazing guy, but you did ABC It Has to be a specific compliment. You know, it was really nice the way that you uh, picked up your toys yesterday, I don't know. But, and then comes the but. But got to give a specific compliment first. So here Moshe starts start with a whole list of specific blessings. Specific blessings the Jews will receive for listening to the voice of Hashem. And then after the blessing, then we'll come in, if you don't listen, here's the but. Okay, so let's start with the blessings today. And it will be if you will listen to the voice of Hashem your God To guard all of his mitzvot The God is commanding you this day And Hashem will give to you As we mentioned in the singular To be alien, to be exalted And to be above all the nations of the earth To be exalted of all the nations of the earth All the blessings will come upon you And you will grasp them Why will you receive all of these blessings Because you listen to the voice of Hashem your God Baruch Atabayir, you'll be blessed in the city. Baruch Atabayasad, you'll be blessed in the field. So you'll be blessed both in your produce, in the harvest, and you'll be blessed in the city, in your business dealings, in your companies, etc. Baruch Privitnicha, blessed will be the fruit of your womb. Who is the fruit of your womb? Your children, exactly, your kinderlach. And blessed will be your crops, the fruit of your soil. So the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your soil, the fruit of your livestock, meaning that your animals will continue to produce, the offspring of your cattle, the choice of your flocks, Baruch Atah, B'vayecha, sorry, Baruch Hancha, I skipped the verse, blessed will be your food basket, and your kneading bowl, again, so making food also is a blessing, that you should be satisfied with the food that you eat, and then you, make, you can make food that will not be healthy, that won't be satisfying, so you'll be blessed in your food basket, you'll be blessed in, the, in Mishatecha, in your kneading bowl, to be able to, from a little bit, to make a lot Blessed are you when you enter the world. Well, literally, blessed are you in your comings. Blessed are you in your goings. It's also a reference to the Jewish person, to any person. You are blessed when you enter into the body, when the soul enters the body the soul comes to the world. And blessed are you. I say this in one of the prayers before a person passes. Blessed are you in your coming. So also in verse 91. Hashem Yishmar says, God will guard your comings and your goings from now and for all time. Okay, anyway. These, these verses don't need explanation. I'm saying they're beautiful blessings. Hashem will make you that you will be above the enemies that stand up against you. So the enemies will stand up before you, and then you will overcome them. In one path, you will, they will come to you, and in seven paths, they will run away before you out of fear. You can see the reverse when it comes to the curses. But here you see the blessings. They'll attack from one direction, but you'll so scare them, they'll flee in seven directions. Hashem will command a blessing of success with you and your granaries and re- all of your endeavors. He will bless you in the land that Hashem, your God, has giving you. And therefore, Hashem will establish you to be for him. La'am Kadosh, is already very early in the parasha to be for him, a holy nation, exactly as he already sworn to you, because you have guarded all the mitzvot <coughs> of Hashem and gone in his ways. And because you're going in the ways of Hashem, Another very beautiful verse: Viro all the nations of the earth will see. Hashem the name of God is called upon you. Yaru will be afraid of you. What will the nations see that will make them realize that the name of God is upon you? Do You know, the tefillin sheberosh. The Gemara says when the nations will see the Jew wearing the tefillin that we're wearing right now, they'll see the name of Hashem is upon you, meaning the tefillin. Yaru they'll become afraid of you. Exactly. Exactly, what he was going to was. say. The rabbi said this verse over and over and over before the Six Day War. The they the Yom Kippur War, the putting on tefillin will bring fear of the nations upon us. This is what the whole reason why we started the tefillin campaign started before the Six Day War. And there's many, many stories of the Egyptian army in the Sinai Desert. They had thousands of armies, more than us, thousands and thousands, tens 10 of thousands of soldiers in the Sinai. And uh, they saw. There's a story they saw the tefillin. They you know what it was. Had some Israeli technology. And besides that, they saw the Jews, and they fled in all directions. Videos like their shoes were literally scattered in their tents, facing all directions, and they ran, and their shoes fell off. They scattered, and they fled, and they were lost in the desert. We captured, I don't know how many, of 10,000 Egyptian soldiers who were just lost in the Sinai desert, they didn't know where they were coming and going. Now um, it's because of the filling campaign that happened by the Six-Day War. These soldiers put on filling and they create a fear and a panic in the nation. They didn't even know why they were afraid. They were running and running. Uh, so that's part of the blessing. You listen to Hashem. Hashem will put, well, put an automatic fear of you upon the nations. God will make, the, 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 uh, make you superior in all of the fruit of your womb, as I already mentioned, and the fruit of your livestock, and the fruit of your soil. As you're repeating the blessings on the land that God has sworn to your forefathers to give to you. Hashem will open up, he'll open his beautiful storage house, his treasure house of the heavens to give to you from the dew of the land and the rain at the right time to bless everything you do, you will lend to the nations, because you have so much money, but you won't need to borrow from the nations. God will make you at the head and then not the tail, Come on the right will be the head, not the tail, will be at the top and not at the bottom, because you obeyed the word of Hashem, not to turn away from all the words of Hashem, not to turn not to the right, not to the left, but to go after Hashem, not to worship other gods, but to stay true to Hashem our God.